Are you a fan of all things Star Wars? This is the podcast you're looking for. Welcome to the Star Wars Rant Podcast with your host, Ryan Seddon, along with Chad Viz. And introducing Dave Mann. Welcome to Star Wars Rant Podcast. This is episode number 56. I'm your host, Brian Seddon, joined by Chad, deletes the outline, Vis. Greets. Hmm. Nothing better than a guy deleting the outline right before the uh It was one part. Podcast. It was an accident. It's, it's, it's crucial. make it sound a lot worse than it really was. <laughs> I do. And down in Texas, Dave Mann. Never tell me the odds, Brian. Uh, still gets me. All right. So um, so welcome aboard, guys. Hey, we got a lot to talk about, a lot going on. Uh, new teaser trailer came out, some big Star Wars news on the future of Star Wars movies and television. Um, we got uh, a lot of Rebels to talk about, and then um, you know maybe some more thoughts on, on what we think is going to happen in The Last Jedi um, and then, you know, some other, uh, interesting tidbits about, uh, Star Wars, um, will come out as well. So I say we just jump into it. Um, and I think we're going to lead off with originally because we missed last week, we were going to lead off with the, uh, the new teaser trailer, but I think we'll lead off first with the new, uh, the newest news, which is that, um, Ryan Johnson will be directing a new Star Wars trilogy completely opposite of the uh, current trilogies that we have. It'll it'll go away from the Star or the uh, Skywalker saga. Um so that's the biggest thing. What what do what do you guys say to that? Well, he's just directing the first of the 3, correct? At this time. Right. At this time, okay. the first, um, he's uh, he's going to be the writer director of it, and um, just to clarify, so it'll be it'll be um, separate from the Star Wars characters that we know. It'll be all new characters, and it'll be in a part of the galaxy um, that we've not seen yet. So, so thoughts? What do you think of that? I like it. Okay. Well, do, moving on. Do we feel do, do I've seen this already thrown out and this just happened today, the day of the recording that it was announced, but I'm already seeing some people out there saying, "What are you doing? Too much Star Wars? You're you're taking something that's great and you're just going to ruin it and driving it into the ground because you got too much and it's just oversaturation and it's going to make it less special." And they're upset about it. Do we, is there any, I mean, obviously we're, we're fanboys for Star Wars. And like Dave says, that's my thought too, is I like it. More Star Wars is good. And we have said that numerous times, but is there any little bit of a sliver of that thought or fear with us that maybe they are overdoing it? Well, so let me, let me say this. Yeah, I'm, I'm all for more Star Wars, but now take this into account. The Star Wars Holiday Special was more Star Wars, but it sucked big poodoo, right? So, I want more Star Wars, but I want it to be good Star Wars. And so, I had a couple thoughts on this, and this could go a few ways, because they said they're taking it away from 
the characters that we know and the story, this storyline that we know, right? The Skywalker saga. And it's going to be in the Star Wars galaxy. So they could go a few directions with this. They could go back in time, so to speak, you know, like the ancient Star Wars history. So you get like the Knights of the Old Republic, that kind of stuff. Um, you know, you could see some of that, like the beginnings of the Jedi and so on and so forth. Um, that's one way to take it. Or like they said, you know, maybe it's, it's in the current timeline or not the current timeline, but you know, of the Modern right around the same time we're in now, I, I would say, um, but again, just somewhere else in the, in the galaxy, which to me would, that would have to be like the unknown regions, right? Um, <clears throat> I think that they can still stay. I mean, I'd like to see a lot of like old ancient stuff, like I'd like to see them explore what, you know, all the stuff that we don't know, like the beginning origins of the Jedi or the beginning origins of the Sith. Or But, but they could also stay relatively close to the saga timeline and still not be about the Skywalkers. For example, in a, like a story that has a, a lot of focus on Qui-Gon Jinn, there's a lot of stuff before Skywalker comes into play because we see Qui-Gon Jinn when he dies. That's the first time he met Anakin Skywalker, that's the first time we knew anything about Skywalkers. So even even a trilogy that involves him, and I mean, I'm not saying it has to involve Obi-Wan, but it can be literally right before the Phantom Menace and still have nothing to do with the Skywalkers whatsoever. I mean, obviously, anything Star Wars, they're, they would... I feel like they could do it, but I also feel like they're not going to not throw in something that connects to the... just to make it relevant obviously but i don't think they necessarily have to branch so far away i'm I'm curious to see if they will the first time but there's still a lot of stuff about what we have right now that we want to know things that we you know like this is we didn't necessarily have to have a han solo solo movie i'm still interested in it i hope they don't mess it up because he's one of my favorite characters but that's an example of something we didn't necessarily need but I, for one, would love to see something about Qui-Gon or that type of uh, story. But I don't know if, I mean, a trilogy? I don't know how that would work. Yeah, so it would be a trilogy. I don't I don't think we'll get, I don't think we'll, from the way I read it, we're, it's going to be people, just all new characters. And so let me ask you this. So if, for, for a Star Wars movie, now I'm not taking into account like Han Solo because that's kind of its own animal. But, you know, when you talk about a trilogy, a Star Wars trilogy, does the Force have to be in a Star Wars trilogy? In the trilogy? In a, like, in a new uh, trilogy. Yeah. So you're saying, like, can we, have, can we have a Star Wars movie that has nothing to do with the Force? No. I mean, like, think about it this way. Think about it this way. Uh... Rogue One, you have Chirrut, or what, what's his name? Mm-hmm. I always Chirrut. get his name wrong. Chirrut and Baze. Chirrut is a big, obviously, force-sensitive yeah. force person or, or believes in the force. But his entire part in that movie really was just like, I mean, he was cool. I liked his character. But other than, I mean, I'm not like making light of the fact that he went out there and turned off the shield and, and or turned off the thing that got them the uplink and stuff. But 
the whole thing about the force wasn't really necessary. Like I thought it was cool and it and it and it worked well, but it was kind of like a like it's like oh yeah the force. There's still people that believe in the force. Obviously you have Vader at the very end, but like throughout the rest of the entire thing, other than saying may the force be with you, you didn't really see the force being used at all or or being even referenced that much other than that was their motto. That well, was I think Chira used it all through the movie. Yeah, I'm talking about Chirrut's role wasn't vital to that movie. Does that make sense? Yeah, I'm not saying, saying you can throw force, his character yeah. out and the it whole movie doesn't. Yeah. But right. I, but so, so I can see it. I can see it working, but they'd have to... I could see it the, making something about without the Force, but it would really have to tie in heavily to a lot of other Star Wars thing. Like, it would have to focus on the fight still between the Galactic Empire and that. Like, so I guess I guess my question is this then. So like what what is and I know we got this the the Skywalker saga, but what is what is Star Wars? What is Star Wars about? And to I me think, it's yeah. It's kinda like three when I think Star Wars, I think three things. I think the Force, I think Jedi, and I think redemption. Right? Or like like a redemption story. So and I guess you could substitute that with, you know, good and evil, right? Um, yeah, I don't know. If, I don't know. If, I mean, I know that why you think about it that way now, obviously, because that's what we've got. But I don't know if redemption has to be in there. But so, I do feel like the force has to be in there. And I do feel like okay. people that use the force have to be in there. So to in make a new a trilogy, movie. separate from the Skywalker saga, we have to have the force. Do we have to? Did you guys? Did you guys see uh, the new uh, Blade Runner movie? No. Okay, no. it was really good. Like I saw it, I really, really liked it. But and it's got all that kind of futuristic space type stuff in it. Like it, it was done very well. It was shot very well. The technology, the way that they did it, it's like old timey futuristic stuff. Like it's in the future, but everything's still old. Like. That's what we liked about Star Wars, and that's one of some of the things we didn't like about the prequels because they got, they kind of missed some of that stuff. But a lot of the stuff that people talk about, oh yeah, it's a galaxy a long time ago. It's it's like futuristic stuff, but there's battle scoring on everything, and oh, yeah. and Blade Runner was like that. Like like we have movies that are like that without the Force and without lightsabers and stuff like that. Movies like Blade Runner, movies like that. Uh, no, that I get it, but I'm just saying out, when you think Star was. Wars, you kind of. You kind if of it, assume certain things, you know what I mean? Has, well, no, that's right. what I'm saying. That when you said, "Can it be without the force?" I'm saying yeah. I think it kind of has to be half the force in it. Otherwise, yeah. it's just like these other movies that have been. If it know, has it the Star Wars name, if it has the Star Wars name attached to it, in in exceptions like Han Solo, only exceptions like that where they've, you've got a character that's been involved in around the force, and we know what Star right. Wars is. But if they're going to bring in brand new everything. And they're gonna make a trilogy of it, so it's not just a one one time movie and done. Tell a story about one thing that maybe you don't need the force in it. But if they're gonna give us a new trilogy, so stories that have characters that you care about and it has the Star Wars name attached to it, the way that Star Wars is today in 2017 or 2020, 2021, when the when this new trilogy begins, you you've I don't see how you can't have the Force and Jedi and that at least some version of that attached to it. It would make it. Then you might as well, like Dave said, just make a different movie and don't put the Star Wars okay. name on it because it's too so far that's, away. 
that's the next question. So, you know, we don't know what's going to happen with, with The Last Jedi. You know, the Jedi must end and, and so on and so forth. But, um, do... So, new Star Wars trilogy. Do you have to have Jedi and Sith in it? You have to have some version. Maybe they don't have to be called that, per se. But you yeah. have to have some kind of Force wielders. And, I mean... You've got to have good guys okay. and bad guys, right? I mean, Last I one. Do you have to have lightsabers? Probably. Again, if you're not, if you're not going to do these things that Star Wars is kind of known for, then don't put the Star Wars name on it. If you're going to make right. a Star Wars trilogy, I mean, they they're smarter than I am. They, people are better at make movies than I am, but it just it would it would be it seems like it would be a a uphill battle if they got It'd a Star a Wars letdown. movie with no yeah with no lightsabers yeah. no force It'd no feel Jedi no Sith it would be Han like, Solo wow. the Han Solo I mean, story movie can do that because that's an established right. character right. and we know he's living in that world and that's right. fine and we're getting his backstory so you know we I'm like okay with no already. force yeah I'm okay with no force no Jedi's and no lightsabers in the Han Solo movie because he's within that universe and that's not his story so I'm good with that. Yeah. But if you're going to start a new trilogy and it has a Star Wars name on it, I, I feel like we got to we got to have we got to have those in my mind. You got to have those force some type of Jedi Sith struggle and and lightsabers. Those are my so this has just been this has been a, just announced today. It doesn't have any type of timeline. Have nothing whatsoever. No. So idea. we don't know if this is just something that's coming after. Like, is this coming after don't episode know. nine? I would assume. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm just asking. No, what are we yeah, thinking? Yeah, is this coming? Doubt. Is this coming after episode nine? And if that's the case, does that mean we're not going to see anything else about Ray or them until after those three movies come out? Well, so we or, know that there's going to be a uh, um, a TV series coming out. Also, was the big news. Um, I think they said though, is that coming out in 2019? So I don't know. Theoretically, could could their story carry on into a live action TV series? I doubt it, but that's mm-hmm. a possibility. But I don't see them continuing their story if they're going to make I, a whole other trilogy of something else after. Yeah, I know that none of us are making light of this. I'm just gonna. I'm. I just want to like point this out again. Like these. The fact that it's a trilogy, there that's a big statement saying these yeah. are going to be three huge movies. Yeah. That's a these saga. It's its own saga, a new saga. Yeah, these characters are supposed are going to be very important and we don't know who they are. They're not, they're not part of the same I mean they they could be part of the same timeline, but they're not the same characters. It doesn't it's not a continuation of what we have now. So, it almost seems like there's no way they can have two trilogies going on at once. There's just oh, no, no way. No, it'd have to it'd be, be too yeah. confusing. So, you can't have two storylines like that. It would have to. You'd have to have something. You'd have to have the force and lightsabers in it, because, again, we're we're talking about what is Star Wars to people. Yeah. And if people, you get done with this trilogy of them, and it's and everybody's pumped and it's awesome and they love it or whatever they think about it, and then you have I'm not, probably it's not going to happen right away, but you have another trilogy that starts, and that first movie comes out off the hype of this trilogy that ended, however long of a gap it is. And maybe it's real different. Maybe let's say there's not lightsaber stuff in it, but it's really awesome. Mm. It's still going to be really, really different to where 
there be a lot more writing on the rest of those movies too. People are thinking, are we ever going to see anything happen like with lightsabers or the force? I mean, yeah. so let me say this. So I know, you know, <laughs> inevitably we, we end up talking about star Trek once in a while on here. So, you know, star Trek in my mind has had a lot of missteps with their, their TV shows. And, um, so the JJ Abrams movies, those have been okay. But, <clears throat> So, like, you know, I always liked, you know, I liked the old Star Trek stuff. And then, like, Next Generation came out. I don't know if you guys are familiar with Star Trek as much as I am. but Is it Star Trek um, or Star Trek? Star Trek. But I say Trek, okay. and I'm going to continue to say that. Um, but uh, it is Trek. <laughs> you jerk. Okay. Sorry. Star Trek. Trek. Um, but uh, so here is my beef with with Star Trek, and 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 this is something I I hope Star Wars now doesn't fall into is they keep doing these shows where they go back in time, right? You had, um, you know, they did have Deep Space Nine, which was fine, and it was kind of its own thing. Cool. Next Generation was the first one that came out where it was like in the future. But then you had they had like the Enterprise with uh, Scott Balka or whatever that guy's name so, is. They so had, Deep Space Nine was, took place before the Kirk Enterprise era. No, it no it took oh. place after, but it was its own thing, and they did that right. okay. But what I'm saying is like that was kind of a, a different animal because it wasn't yeah. it was a space station. It wasn't like a, right. a ship exploring. But um, when you come back to the ship exploring idea, um, they they did that Enterprise show which which did terrible and it was like the first enterprise or something like that they got this new one out star trek trek discovery um with the girl from walking dead sasha and i don't know if you guys have seen that but that takes place before um before the enterprise which is kind of weird because like it looks so updated it just doesn't jive to me the only thing they did right in my mind was next generation and then voyager i don't know if you guys saw voyager but what that did was i don't know where it was in the timeline but it took them kind of like you know they got like lost in this wormhole and got sucked was into this voyager J- captain janeway? yeah captain janeway got put into another part of the galaxy that had been unexplored so it was all new characters and but it it still felt like star trek because you know, everything around you looked like that universe. So what I, I guess what I'm trying to say is, um, you know, I'm much more interested in a, in, in a storyline that advances the story as much as I want to see. I wouldn't mind seeing some of the, you know, the beginnings of the Jedi and all that. I don't know if that, if I want to see that in a movie, I want the storyline advanced. I don't know if I make sense, but, and, and, and it has to be, how like Voyager did, it has to be like in the universe that you recognize, even though it's in a different part of the galaxy. It's still there supposed to be the be Star Wars elements, universe, right? That you're it needs to look with. like it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I did sense. think though, you know, but they're saying they don't. You know, they're saying, well, we don't. It's going to be different characters. I did think, well, maybe this is their opportunity to make Thrawn like a big time mm. villain now. Mm. Um, but that could be done in that new TV show also. So yeah, there's a lot of uncertainty. I mean, it, obviously Disney is is a giant machine. That as you look at the Marvel movies they're putting out and the plans they have for that, and I mean, 
they've not been home runs every single time, but they've done really well money-wise, and I think critically they've done well. And so far, the Star Wars stuff they've put out since Disney acquired, you know, Star Wars has been good. I, th- I mean, you'll find people that are upset yeah. with whatever, but overall, I think the general consensus and the money that's coming in is a positive thing. So, you know, while we sit here and are wonder what it could be, and, and it's fun to speculate what it might be, I think for me anyways in my viewpoint they've kind of gained some trust from me and that they know what they're doing and so sure, they it's get like, the benefit of the doubt right you know right but it is fun to speculate i will say and ryan ryan johnson must just be like amazing because you know so kathleen kennedy yes says she loves you him, know said basically. that <laughs> said that she loves she loved working with him on the last jedi and we've seen what's been happening the writers and directors of all these star wars movies mm-hmm. You know, this guy is now, not only did he not get fired, like most of them have, he's yeah. going to do, you know, kick off a brand new trilogy. So it um, seems like him and J.J. kind of got it figured out. Yeah. So. All right. Well, I guess we'll find out together. It's interesting. I will say, uh, I guess we should say the TV series, I think it said 2019. But that's going to be on that Disney, that new Disney live streaming service that's going to come out. I guess live streaming. I don't. That new Disney streaming service that's coming out. Um, we have no details on that. I don't think they have like a price point for that yet. Um, no, they haven't really given much. It's going to be called Disflix. It's a real weird name. Is really that's the it's name? Like yeah, Disflix instead of Netflix and Disney. It's Disflix. All right. No, that's not really the name. So, that's really so Netflix. Stupid. I have Netflix. Netflix is. I think they just raised their price to like twelve bucks a month. Yeah. I would imagine it's got to be around that, or is it because it's Disney? You think there'll be a premium? They could probably get bucks. away with charging fifteen or twenty and not be too much ruckus well, about it. Uh, Chad, do you think that Disflix is better than Netsney? <laughs> Both tongue twisters. Either way, I mean, they they need to workshop it a little bit more. Hmm. Yeah. Netsney. All right. <laughs> Well, let's move on to uh, to something that we know a little more about. Not really, but The Last Jedi. Uh, there was a new teaser trailer that came out. It was a 45-second trailer. I think the name of the trailer was called Awake. Um, yep. You know, you kind of wonder who's that referring to now. Is that referring to Luke? Mm. You know, he's kind of been in a daze over there on the island, his Caribbean paradise. You know, guys... <clears throat> now, since Brian, I don't want to steal any steal it Go thunder, ahead. but <clears throat> since uh, we're not doing like an official theories Breakdown? segment, oh, theories? yeah, uh, this time, so I'm kind of like going to insert theories throughout the whole show. <laughs> okay. um, but like I do want to say now that we're back on the Last Jedi, and I know that a lot of times in our text thread, all, I, I I say all kinds of weird things. Like sometimes you guys don't even have time to respond and I just keep going <laughs> and I'll go to something else before you guys have even said anything. It's a lot of paragraphs. Whenever I'm yeah, whenever I'm like on a on a rant or on an idea kick or something, I just like go with it. Um but uh I remember hearing something that I thought was very interesting. Um and you brought when you said the word awake, it made me remember. So in The Last Jedi or not the Last Jedi, in The Force Awakens, when uh, Snoke is talking to Kylo and he says there's been an awakening have you felt it mm-hmm. and he says I think he might even say the 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 light and the darkness or something like that I don't know but that part aside 
He says, there's been an awakening, have you felt it? And I never thought about this until I saw it on a video or heard it somewhere in a podcast or something. But that was before Ray did anything Jedi-ish or Force-ish, so to speak. I don't know. Do you do you think she channeled the force when she flew the Falcon? The fa- uh, did it happen before that? I don't remember. Chad, I do not recall. I mean, thinking back to it, I I, I think I always thought it's like, oh yeah, obviously that's Ray. I feel like well, we she, didn't see Snoke until she's always been. After that. She's always been force sensitive type thing i mean she's good at she was good at the stuff she did i always kind of assumed the awakening that i always thought like oh the awakening happened when she touched the lightsaber and all of a sudden whoa whoa what's going on what's going on that's always what i kind of assumed yeah Mm -hmm. but from what i did they did they already have to go i should have researched yeah see i should have researched it myself because they're from the beginning of the movie, they're looking for Luke Skywalker. Like that's right, why yeah, Kylo yeah. goes to to the planet, and that's so mm, for him. I'm you're because you're you're trying to insinuate or or think that po- the possibility is that the Force awoke in Luke again, right? Is that the the point you're trying to hit with that or possibility? Well, it ain't Chewbacca. I should have I should have researched myself just so I could say exactly what it's okay. I knew was going on. Well, let me let me say what we but, saw while you look at that. What else we saw in this trailer? Uh, you know, a lot okay. of it was kind of the some of the rehash of um, what we've already seen. Um, but uh, we did get to see Luke on the Falcon, uh, so we do know that he uh, he does get off of the uh, the island Octu. Um, well, so that was kind of cool. On the island. Like it's oh, sitting saying, on the shore. All right, all right. I, valid point. But I can't imagine he just walks in there just to check it out and then like Why stays not? on the island. Like, Once he finds out his lame. buddy Han is dead, he's got to go back to the place where he met Han and where they yeah. flew together. Well, no, I would imagine he gets off of it. Uh, and then we see Snoke's Snoke's throne room, like a really good shot of that. Um, and then. Snoke says something interesting, which we'll talk about in a minute. And then there was another shot, which we talked about uh, before the podcast, um, of Finn. Um, it looks it to me appears to be on crate, flying one of those like things that you kind of see crash at the beginning of one of those trailers. Um, and I made the comment that he looks really dumb in that why, shot. Why do you say um, that? Because it Why just, and dumb? it's not so much, maybe it's not just him, like, just that shot is not a very good shot. It looks low, the production value is not there for me. I mean, it it, hmm. it clearly looks like he's sitting in, you know, a cutoff part of that front ship, and a machine's underneath, bouncing it up and down, and there's a blue <laughs> or green screen. Like, it, you just huh. have that whole thing visualized. And I think part of it is because it's an open... Uh, cockpit. There's no like glass or anything. So and he just I don't know just the way he kind of kind of looks out of it. And he's like woo, and his mouth is I don't know. He just looks dumb, real dumb, real you bad, shot. real nitpicky. Just, he's no. like the one half you know what second I think spot because like, every every stupid. part like 
every part right before that looked really good, and then that pops in there, and it like totally just didn't fit hmm. like that teaser. I'm just hmm. gonna say, whoever put that teaser together, I feel like that was a bad, a bad choice for that part wow. of it. Wow. I'm just, I said it. I All said right. it, and I can't unsay it. So, no, and can't. I mean it too. Done. I and if you. you disagree, you're wrong. Wow. So, Strong um, stance. Just double down on it. But anyway, um, and okay. I, think, I think the majority of it was, was what we've already seen. Um, I will say that they did give one part away. I'm going to give it a spoiler. Okay. You could, I mean, clearly right in the teaser, you could tell a part that's going to happen now. There's that part where the Falcon. So if you don't want to hear it, go away. It's too late now. Come back. It's too late the, now. There's a part where the Falcon's flying like, you know, like underground clearly now. Now we know it's underground for sure. You know, through like those caverns where you see like the red uh, salt crystals. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, they do some other shots. Then there's another shot where the Falcon like bursts up through the ground. Yeah. Shooting into the sky. So clearly that's how they escape that cavern is is somehow they shoot through the ground. and Yeah. So they kind of like gave that worm. part away. Mm-hmm. Huh? Which worm? Coming out of the worm's mouth on the asteroid belt. Oh, yeah, Empire yeah. Strikes Back. Right. That was a sock puppet. Minox. Yeah, the little creatures. Little that was bad. a yeah. scary part in Star Wars. When that little thing, like, came on okay, the... I was that noise made. They're like, what the... Yeah. <laughs> Brian that and C3PO both got real scared. Minox. Oh, you didn't get scared when you were a kid and that happened? Come on. No, man. Because no, I'm not a baby. Make sure they're I'm not chewing on the power on cables. Let me talk to your dad. Call him, put no, him on the phone. Can't. Nope. Um, <laughs> all right. So, uh, Dave, did you want to finish your thought there? I don't know if you Googled uh, what you need to present your story there. I did. Let's let's get through this. Let's get through this awake through the trailer rest. and then I'll yeah, I'll talk okay. about it. Okay. So, um the other parts that I thought were interesting when Snoke's in that uh <laughs> I must say when Snoke's in that Snoke room. <laughs> when Snoke's in that throne Snoking room. Snoking it up. Um, right? <laughs> getting mm. Snoke. He's very snoky. Like a <laughs> yeah. snoky afterbirth. He said <laughs> he says uh this is a new quote from him. He says darkness rises and light to meet it and um i know i'm just gonna say this and i know this is incorrect but it is like an initial thought i had that kind of popped in my head like what if what if um what if to some degree he doesn't even care he just kind of wants to see this battle take place he's just like you know like the the puppet master i say you know darkness maybe that's you know kylo whoever and light and you know we don't know who the light is luke or is it ray or vice versa we don't know who's bad or who's good anymore but um maybe maybe to some degree he's just like you know what i just i just want to make this this fight happen Hmm. but i know that's not correct because we see him you know telling ray to embrace her destiny and he's like got her in like a really painful yoga pose so um But I just thought that was an interesting quote um, that he said: "Darkness, darkness rises, and light to meet it." So, do we think the gray stuff is going to be something that is actually going to happen, or are they going to are they going to call it that, or are they going to name it, or are they going to just like insinuate, or like is that gray not Jedi even thing? Be, you yeah, mean, or? right. Well, what do you call that? I don't know. I, I mean, using this. like the Bendu, right? Using the light. There is no light or dark. The they just use force. whatever they need to. 
we're gonna learn something about the Force. But yeah. so so let me ask this: If you have a gray Jedi, can you have like a gray Sith? No, because they're not. They're the gray is Why? using both. It's not. They're neutral, okay. right? Yeah. They're not a Jedi or a Sith per se. So how can you be a gray Jedi? They owe. They owe no allegiance. How can you have a gray Jedi if you can't have a gray Sith? So is it just gray? You're just. Well, gray. I don't think at this. I don't think Jedi, at this point. I don't think at this point in canon, in the canon that we have now, I don't think there is any mention of gray Jedi. It's just Bendu. No, right. Bendu is all they've really done where they use both yeah. sides. Or which there is which no the majority that are going to see this movie has right. no idea no who idea Bendu is, is or, or anything right. about the middle of the force or the well, gray. Well, they just call it a, you know, a, they won't maybe give it a name, but they'll just call it a force user that uses both sides and neither Jedi nor Sith in, in name. If that's where they go. I just want to know if that, what you guys thought, if that meant, I mean, this is the second time we've seen this, specifically from Snoke, too. I mean, the novelization of The Force Awakens, he talks about Kylo Ren being a, the perfect, you know, molding sculpture of, of dark and light, and then he says it again yeah. here audibly in the trailer. So you would assume that'll be in the movie. They're just hinting at that thought process of using both yeah. sides. And you well, know, we've now talked we've about seen... this being about the Force... Yeah. These movies being about the force itself, and so maybe you know that continues to to lay into that. Yeah, I was gonna say something, but I think we'll save it later. I think it's on the uh, the outline for later. Dave, what 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 uh, what? So what did you come up with? Um, I thought it was very interesting. We heard that line from Luke again, a little bit more pieced together than it was in the official trailer where he says this is not going to go the way you think. Yeah. But this time, the thing I noticed in this trailer that was so... And again, maybe it's misdirection, but they really made it look like Ray had the response to Luke of yeah. lighting up the lightsaber. And straight, yeah. And they're in that... Yeah. They're in what we think is Octu. Mm-hmm. It's raining. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it made me think, okay, let's go back to The Force Awakens to raise force back or vision or whatever, right? She touches the lightsaber. She falls back. You hear Darth Vader. You hear Obi-Wan. You hear Yoda. You hear Luke screaming. You see the Cloud City corridor yeah. that Vader and Luke fought in in Empire Strikes Back. <clears throat> then you go to seeing Luke put his hand, you know, his robot hand on R2. And... It's was it raining there? I don't think it was raining there. But anyway, yeah, it started to rain. It started to rain there. Then she jumps and she sees Kylo put the lightsaber through the back of somebody. <sighs> I don't know if it was one of the Knights of Ren. I don't know. But I started thinking, what? Okay, so we we already know that they're fooling around with the idea of Rey and Kylo teaming up. We don't know if that's happening or if they're just trying to tease us with that. But it seems like they were talking. It seems like she was maybe confiding in him about something. And we don't know if that means she's turning. We don't know if that means if he's turning. We don't know what exactly is happening. But I was thinking, what if Ray, like, again, this is going back to something I talked about, about Luke turning and the talk about Yoda telling him he'd become an agent of evil if he left his training. What if she wants to go to face Snoke? What if she wants to go to do something? Luke does not want her to go. I have no idea how to piece this together, but what if that vision she had was Kylo and the Knights of Ren coming to get Rey and basically having to take her from Luke because Luke will not go fight Snoke or will not go do something? Uh, 
I get you. The only thing with that is, and again, anything can, can change and all that, but uh, there was like a lot of other dead bodies around. I looked at that. It looks. It, it could be dead bodies. I. Yeah, or, it could. It could just be you're, they're on a rocky planet and it's and there's mud and there's water around and there's clumps of grass and stuff everywhere. Because I looked at, I thought. It, I said the same thing. I said it looks like there's bodies laying everywhere, but I. Upon looking at them again, because I thought about that, I don't know necessarily if they're bodies. Maybe I have to go look at a really high res, 1080p or whatever version of it. But I couldn't tell if it was for sure there were bodies laying everywhere. Hmm. I'm fairly and, certain there were. I did like the one text you sent to us where you kind of uh, linked together that you know Yoda, <clears throat> you know the whole thing about Yoda telling Luke that you know he's not ready and he's you know he hasn't completed his training and what if something like that happens with Ray where uh, where Luke. You know, Ray, like you just said, Ray wants to go off and, and start the fight, and Ray, and Luke's like, "No, you're not ready." You know, so on and so forth. What if what if there was a fight, and Luke is obviously not going to kill Ray? He's obviously not going to kill Kylo. What if he kind of you know? What if he's laying there after some type of confrontation, and they're basically saying? They're leaving, or she's saying, I'm leaving, and he's saying, this is not going to yeah. go the way you think. Yeah, he, like, had what tried if somebody to stop her. And, and... What if Trump, somebody tried to strike down Luke, and Kylo killed him? Hmm. No, what I just envisioned there when he said that was, was Ray saying she's leaving or something, and Luke trying to stop her, and that's the scene you get is where now... Why would she have to light up the saber, though? It's like a last warning. Maybe she used the force real quick on him, knocked him to the ground or something, and... It's possible. I, I think it... <laughs> It really seems like that's what they're trying to make you think yeah. that know, Luke man. and Luke and Ray were not on good terms at that point. They're disagreeing mm. about something. That's good. It's all good. And so, there's another there's another yeah. thing about that trailer, the first trailer that some I, I read something about that I thought was interesting is the scene where you see Kylo on his basically in the kneeling like like he's yeah. giving allegiance or whatever to Snoke or something. Uh-huh. He picks up the saber and you guys talked about maybe that's when he's going to like fight yeah. for being punished or whatever there's another scene where you see him in this trailer and he looks kind of beat up like a little bruised on his face maybe a little bit it uh, shows it's when it's showing his cut he's maybe in an elevator or something yeah they're saying maybe that's after his his trial or his test but there's another person that said what if that scene where he's in that position and he grabs that lightsaber what because those guards are like way far away from him that are in that scene now there could be some standing right next to him behind him we don't know off camera we don't know but what if that's the scene when snoke is doing that to ray and kylo decides to put to stop it like a or vader, to step in a vader moment mm-hmm. it's just things that i've read yeah. that, that are kind of they're not like full-fledged theories sure they're just pieces of things that i'm like that's really interesting some that's speculation interesting yes and and unless you have something else about this or awake trailer, whatever they call it, yeah. um, I do. I did find out what I was referring to, to the Force Awakens, which ties into everything because it goes into the the Last Jedi and yeah, stuff. Yeah, let me just say this, and then I'll let you go to that because you said if I don't have anything else. So yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> so in the, I'm only bringing this up because they showed it twice. Uh, they showed it once in the original trailer and then once in this. There is a. Um, People are saying that when 
There's that side shot scene of Ray when she ignites the lightsaber. When you when she ignites that lightsaber, both those scenes, those trailers, the noise that you hear is the same noise that when Palpatine ignited his lightsaber in um, Revenge of the Sith, when they came into his office, you know, and Mace Windu and, and the other guys came into his office, it's the same exact noise when he ignited his and, like, jumped towards them. It's the same noise. It's the same sound effect. Which is different so, from when, any, when everybody else lights theirs up? Yeah, and again, it's it's more of like that. There's like this like screeching music that goes along with it, and that's what you hear. Like when she in the trailer, when she lights it up, it's like, I can't, I can't mimic right. it or mark. Well, but, haven't they talked about in Rebels or whatever else lore about how the the Kyber crystals almost they're almost in anguish or they scream out or something? Yeah, but so it's more of um, it's not so much. I, I guess I should say it's not so much like the sound the lightsabers making. It's just the the almost the music like, I don't know if you call it music the sound it. effect Ambiance. that they're using with it like the 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 dramatic tones that they're using with it it's the same Hard exact scene. it's the same yeah. exact one that they used with Palpatine so it's so so again it, it leads to the theory of you know that she's a Palpatine um, so that that's kind of interesting um, there and something that I that I thought I'd point out, you know. Well, there was something that I noticed by looking at Ray's flashback today that I never really paid attention to. But when you see the flashback where she sees herself as the kid and what's his name's got yeah. a hold of her arm and she looks up and she sees the spaceship go away and it they kind of just they do it and then it just goes away and you're to the next scene to where you don't really pay attention to it. But the sun changes into this red yeah. opening very ominous red opening you see it for just a split second and then it goes to the next scene and it's not something that was necessary to transition into the next vision it was something they did on purpose and it really seems reminiscent of either the um you know i mean any of the the evil bases i mean they always have those red lights or red openings or whatever that it's like it seemed like bad and it made me think like are they is she are they taking her to the dark side and then it ties into what i was going to say about uh snoke talking yeah. about the the awakening um so you want me to talk about that now yeah go ahead because i thought this was very interesting so it goes back into paying attention to things that you see that you don't really think about in the movies but then when you put them into perspective now and look at them through this lens so to speak it's different okay so when Supreme Leader Snoke is having this conversation with Kylo, he says, there has been an awakening. Have you felt it? Kylo says, yes. Then Snoke says, the dark side and the light. The droid you seek is aboard the Millennium Falcon in the hands of your father, Han Solo. So he's talking to Kylo, saying there's been an awakening, the dark side and the light. Hmm. Meaning, both sides of the Force have awakened. There's been some type of awakening. So then... I took it back to that's before she had her that's before she touched the lightsaber that's before she had her vision so you can be like okay she flew the million falcon yes that's took four sensitive things you know she said he said have you what what, what was the conversation they had how between finn that? and her she he asked her how she did that she's like i don't know i don't know I i've don't never know. been off planet before right um but she obviously she fights well 
She fought those two stormtroopers off. I don't know what fighting, you know, practice she's had before with that staff. I mean, she we don't see anything before that day with yeah. her. We just know she knows how to fight with it. Um, but this is the interesting part. So if it's not Ray, who else in the movie at that point has had a type of awakening? So you're saying maybe Luke had an awakening off? No, we, we don't know. We didn't see anything about Luke at this point, right? So that's, you, let who me else say did, this. Who else? What? What else at that point in the movie has happened where somebody seems to have had? And this isn't a word you would think of at first, but when you're thinking about it now, had an awakening, like quote unquote, or an epiphany, where something happened, where they all of a sudden realized, I don't want to do this. This Finn. isn't what I'm supposed to do. Finn? Finn. Oh, come on. Now, get out of here. No, here no, no. Go. No. Think about this. Finn's not a force. Think about... He's not, he's not a force. Do you, how do you know? Because I know. He's in that dumb, you didn't know. He looks dumb in that trailer. <laughs> what, think about the scene when Finn is standing there looking at Kylo Ren, and Kylo Ren's walking, not even looking at him, stops, turns, and looks right at him. Because like he knew something had just happened. No, yeah, because well, no, later he, he knew that he didn't hadn't that he wasn't shooting. He could he could sense the the you know he could the sense struggle, what? the struggle with him that he didn't want to to kill these people. Yeah, he could sense it. Yeah. What if that doesn't mean what if that if something Finn's, happened? What that if doesn't mean at Finn's this moment? User. Okay, no, if, I'm not done. Wait. Okay. So <laughs> he sensed that. He sensed that something happened. Something changed in somebody. And he looked right at him. Later, you don't see any conversation between him and Phasma. I don't think him and Phasma talk at all in the entire movie except for that one. Doesn't he, does she walk up? Huh? Where she tells no, him not no, Fa- no Phasma and Kylo. Phasma and Kylo, oh, I'm Kylo. saying. Yeah, she, she... She comes up to him the, on the planet, right? At uh, the beginning of the movie? And says something she to She asks him. What, to be, what should be done with all the, the villagers. And he says, right, kill, kill them. them. And then doesn't she come up to him on the ship when they're looking at Finn's file? Yeah. Because he's like, he's the one that says FN, da, 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 da. After. After. After that, though. Right? Yeah. After, uh, what's, 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 uh, what's the other guy's name? The, the, the young Grandma Tarkin type character. Hux. Hux Hux gets ready to tell him and Kylo just rattles off the number. He knows exactly who it is that messed up. That didn't do it. So what did so what did Finn do to, in your mind that that demonstrates that he could be forced a force user? I'm not, I didn't I didn't say that he's necessarily a, a Jedi or he's a force right. user or anything. But I mean, he was taken out of commission at the end of the movie. You didn't get to see him do a whole lot other than the fact that he realized what he was doing was wrong. He he fought off, you know, broke out with the help of Poe out of the place. He gets down there. He's with Ray. He, uh, uh, whatever is the. I'm trying to think of what else he did in between then and and uh, other. I guess he just shot. He was he was manning the gun or whatever. But then you go to what's Maz's place. You know, she did. That was all. I always remember that's so weird that she gave him the weapon. Like, that's the first time we really saw, oh, anybody just, you don't have to be a a Jedi to use a lightsaber. Here you go. You have a weapon right here. Here's the the lightsaber. 
and he turns it on and then he just starts using it. Now, I know that he's had, quote unquote, whatever that training was, yeah. the guy that he fought, supposedly that's he's had that training. Um, but he does fight off with a lightsaber. He fights off a Sith user and the end of the movie. He doesn't win. But when have we ever seen anything like that happen before? He gets... I'm thinking, and this is a, this again. This is a theory. If you if you didn't have Ray in that movie, are you saying you wouldn't think that there's any possible force sensitivity in Finn whatsoever? No, I think that I think that well, you, you just don't want to. You couldn't have that Ray, movie Ray without over, Ray. So I don't, Ray overshadows really... Ray overshadows him big time because she's this you know, forced to be reckoned with thing. There, so here's but, the problem with but that. Is you're not... if, there's one thing, if there's one thing I've learned about this whole entire new trilogy yeah. is that they are telling us you don't know how the Force works. Just like what Han said to Finn, that's not how the Force works. Yeah, but they're not going to have, you know, Ray's a Force user, uh, Kylo's a Force user, Snoke's a Force user... Luke's a force and now Finn, and the next thing you know, Poe's gonna be a force user because he has the force so tree in his backyard that his parents planted. Poe's not force sensitive. Uh, no. He's Leia, just a good pilot. Leia. You know, we forgot about Leia. So, so you're saying in the Star Wars movie, you can't have too many people that are force sensitive because that would just be dumb. I mean, yeah. <laughs> you can only have like four or five in the movie that's force sensitive. I don't know. I didn't know you were going there, but I, I disagree with it. I will say this. Um, I, um, if I could, when I saw the end of the force awakens, you know how I, here's how, what I thought happened. And then soon I found out I was, I was completely wrong. Remember when, when, uh, R2 finally wakes up at the end and is like, Oh, I got the, you know, here's the map, give me your piece of the map, so on and so forth, after he had been powered down for however long on his own accord. The way I thought that went down was I thought, and this is kind of where I thought you were headed about, I thought you were going to say, like, Luke was the one that had an awakening. I thought when Han, in my mind, I thought, okay, when Han died, that was like, obviously Luke would have felt that, right? Luke knows. Before Ray even gets there, Luke knows that Han's dead. He can feel that in the force without a doubt, right? So Han dies, and to me, I thought, okay, well, that was it for Luke. Like, he felt that through the force, and he powered up R2-D2 and said, hey, it's time. Come get me. Let him know. And that's the way, when it ended, that's the way I thought, and then I was disappointed to read that, no, it was just R2, like, you know, powered up, and then BB-8 was like, "Hey, you got the other piece of the, you know, I got the piece of the map." Like it was just, it was random. R2 just powered up at the exact moment that he needed to power. There's up. a lot of people that think he powered up because Rake was in the room. Yeah, but that's not what they said. They said it was just he just powered on, and then it happened. BB-8 was just happened. I thought that would have been great though. Like Luke was like, "Okay, it's time. I'm ready." You know what I mean? And I was, it was wrong though. I'm just, I'm just saying that. When he says that line, <laughs> nothing has happened other than Ray piloting the Millennium Falcon. I mean, remember the scenes in A New Hope where yeah. Luke, who's we know is a Force sensitive, 
but Luke climbs into the firing mechanism of the Millennium Falcon. He's really excited because he got, I got one. Yeah, okay, kid, don't don't get cocky. You know, remember when Poe and Finn escape and Finn's yeah. never been in a TIE fighter before and he's basically shooting the missiles launchers uh, yeah. off of the Star Destroyer or whatever it is. But he's not I flying mean, the ship. He's just targeting. Luke. Yeah, but he's just targeting. But all right, so let, so was Luke. So so if Luke uh, just, or if Finn was force sensitive, I'm or just throwing user, out this possibility that where, maybe where the that Awakening do, wasn't just one there? person. Nah, it's just everybody. Maybe the Awakening is multiple people. It's like Oprah just giving the force out to people. No, you get the, the force, force, and you get the, the force. force the giving for- the force. The force out. is Oprah. The force basically saying it's time. Everybody. The Force is a living thing. It's in every creature. It's everywhere. Do right. I have to touch the rock and touch your head at the same time like Yoda? And say it's in the it's in the tree, it's in the rock, it's in here. Right, but that doesn't it's mean that everybody flesh. has access to it or, or can can manipulate it. I don't think that we've ever heard that that's true in the Star Wars universe. It's just some people know how and learn how. Hmm. Uh, except for Finn. Because so. <laughs> Finn looks dumb. <laughs> really dumb. what this is, Brian, I think that you're a little racist. No, no I'm not. I'm not racist. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you are because, you know. I, you because know, I'm not even, even going to go there. I was going to talk about. you like. like I'm not even going to go there. I'm not even going to go there. No. So you are. Huh? No. Because you like him. No, it just doesn't. Cause... Story-wise, it doesn't make sense for him to be a force user. And you got Maz. She's like a force user. It also doesn't Everybody. make sense for them to know where they're going with the story. They're just writing it movie <laughs> by movie. Have no no idea. According to Brian, Moving nobody on. knows what's happening. Moving just on. All right. Each person. Point made. All right. So we're going to skip around here a little bit. Um, so, uh, Chad, you had put something on the outline, Ray and the Dark Side. And that was really for last week. I don't know if you remember what that means. Nope. Um, but uh, you want <laughs> okay? Well, let me open up the link here. So I think uh, I think this is I thought this had to do with the posters, um, but I could be wrong. But I'll talk about the posters real quick. You know, originally we had that poster with uh, Luke um, in the background, and everyone was like, "Oh, he's the villain," and you know, you kind of assume that. But then there was a, a new poster had come out where Ray's in the background, Luke's kind of in the foreground, and Luke had. A lightsaber, which was, uh, to my knowledge, I think that was the first time I saw him with a lightsaber was in that new poster that came out. To that point, we had not seen him with a lightsaber, and I'm still wondering why then his friggin' toy came with no lightsaber. I don't understand that. Um, But uh, he was using a blue lightsaber, so Anakin's lightsaber, um, which begs the question, where's his green lightsaber? Um... And if there's only one blue one, then why, how did he get it? Could Ray be using a red one at some point? Mm-hmm. What? Well, just saying. Hmm. The, uh, uh, the, the link we were talking about here was had to do with the Japanese uh, translation. Uh, it's a Japanese website of The Last Jedi posted a new synopsis of the movie. So the Japanese website in Japanese posted a synopsis of The Last Jedi film. Um, in regards to the trailer, the new trailer and the poster that you're talking about, 
And this is what the Japanese translated synopsis is. It says, The light, the darkness, Ray and Kylo, two people who seem to move between the two. A new shocking development is hinted to await them in Star Wars The Last Jedi. Although the world was shocked to see that the hand offered to Rey belonged to that of Kylo Ren, what awaits Rey and Kylo is the question of the light or the darkness, as together they are tossed and moved by the powerful force. Is this all on the poster? Uh, yeah, this isn't the poster. This is the synopsis oh, of the okay. movie. I was going to say. Like, yeah, wow. this is all on a poster. It's real. It's Japanese, so it fits. It's much hey, easier man. to fit. It continues. Ray, who, even the, though in the previous... Well, actually, this must be... The, it's in different font or different uh, paragraph, so it makes it seem as though it continues on. But I'll just read what they have here. It says, Ray, who sure. even through... Though in the previous film, The Force Awakens, awakened the Force... There, there's to that carries a sense of being lost and unsure will she be taken away by the darkness Kylo who killed Han Solo supposedly despite the <laughs> fact that he was his real father will the hopeful small amount of light that still remains in his heart be able to undo the darkness these two figures who seem to resonate with each other we cannot take our eyes off of them <laughs> So it's very, I mean, it's chat, it's, it's translated from Japanese. So, I mean, yeah. again, the light, the darkness, Ray and Kylo, two people who seem to move between the two. This is official Star Wars movie synopsis, just translated from Japanese. And then, uh, you know, the question, the light or the darkness is there tossed and moved by the powerful force. And then Ray saying the force awakens was awakened by the force. I mean, it's it, it plays in, again, to that light and darkness. And when you get different translations, right, that maybe they took a little more liberties. Yeah, um, I feel like they gave a lot away there. Right. Way to go, Chad. You just ruined the movie for everybody. I didn't. Japanese Jap- yeah, just... Japan did. <laughs> huh. All right. Well. Okay. Chad, you're, or uh, Dave, you're speechless. He's still mad about the whole huh? Finn thing. No, I'm re- I'm I'm listening. Oh, okay. No, no thoughts. Um, yeah. I'm really excited about seeing this movie. Okay. <laughs> no thoughts on on that at all. All right then. Isn't that? I mean, that's pretty much what we've been talking about, right? Yeah. Star well, Wars. That specifically, the light, the dark. Whole... We've been talking about the balance and the light and the dark for the last <laughs> year. All right. Uh, um, I, I will... mean, is there anything specific you want my my commentary on in that little diatribe there that you read? No. <laughs> um, there was a I point like in there. I've been talking a lot on this podcast already, so I didn't want to like. So what about where it says Ray, who even though in the previous film the Force Awakens, awakened the Force. No, no, notice there it didn't say Finn, but it says she awakened the Force. It's kind of interesting. Interesting verbiage. I don't know if that's just a translation thing or, um, that's different a way to look at it. Like she awoke she. Awaken the force, not like the force awoke within her. Or hmm. yeah, that might just be a translation. You know, 
the way it's translated. <laughs> all right. This thing's falling off the rails. All right, then. Uh, all right, so then, uh, Chad, why don't you well, tell us about the the cups you got on our outline here? The there's cool some cups. These are being... <laughs> He's being handed out at the if you go to the Alamo Draft House theaters, uh, which I know there's some in San Francisco. I'm sure there's some elsewhere, but they're pint okay. glasses that uh, that have been done all the time, right? In Star Wars movies, you, if you're a kid and you're lucky enough to keep those, you know, glass glasses from Star Wars, they're probably worth something today. Uh, but we have Luke Skywalker holding his blue lightsaber on one of them that has all the good guys there. Um, and then there's also another one that has Kylo Ren and, and the red kind of colors um, with Luke Skywalker kind of in the background, kind of like behind Kylo Ren as a, as a red, I don't know, outline. He's like whatever. highlighted in red. Right. Yeah. So, you, it, again, this plays into the, the light side, dark side, using both. Or is Luke going to be a dark Jedi or is he going to be a Sith or is he turning to the dark side? We get two sides of Luke. We get uh, a good guy, what I would assume, with the blue lightsaber, and then a possible inclination that he's also has some dark tendencies as well. So, continuing to mislead and make us question and and wonder exactly what side is he on? What's the uh, so? There's another one with Ray and like behind her is like Finn, Chewbacca, Leia. <laughs> C-3PO, and then there's like R2-D2, but there's like these things like around him, like these orange things. Um, I can't make out what that is. I th- yeah, they're not I, Porgs. Yeah, they're like I don't know. something it's mechanical. One, yeah, it's hard to tell. The one's Maz. The one by uh, that's oh, below no, him okay. is Maz, looking away. Right. And the one up there, it looks uh, like I a bird. I see Maz. No, it's uh, it's uh, Akbar. Akbar, yeah, it's Akbar. It's okay, boy, it's it's hard. it's hard to tell in the glass. All right, well, and I think let's that's get that the same, figured out. That's the same glass. It's just the opposite side. It's turned. So oh, like so there's oh, there's not. Uh, there's I two, gotcha. I thought there was four glasses. No, there's two. So Luke is on the gotcha. one with all the good guys, and he's also on the one with all all the bad guys. I Luke gotcha. And then we do see Vader's mask uh, smashed, like we see in the trailer. So yeah. All right, very cool. So, um, those are only in certain states, though, huh? I believe. I mean, I believe so. Alamo Draft Houses are the ones where you can get food and all that good stuff. Oh, okay. All right, and then we have a Ryan Johnson tweet. Chad, you want to tell us what he said? Well, this is just coming after the new trilogy being announced. He tweeted tonight or this afternoon. He goes, "Obviously, I hope you like the Last Jedi." But, man, now I really hope you like The Last Jedi. <laughs> Basically saying, yeah. I'm in charge of some new stuff, and if you don't like the movie I already did, it's going to be it's gonna be rough when we go to the new stuff later. So I really, yeah, so really hope you like it. That's kind of interesting that they would, that they'd announce him as a, you know, heading up that new trilogy, at least the first one, before this one has come out. And They're obviously very confident in this movie and what it, uh, what it will do, how well it will be received. Hmm. All right. Um, moving right along. Um, some uh, this is some uh, random Star Wars news that I I kind of picked out. Um, I think I'm only going to go through two of these. One would be. Um, do you guys watch Stranger <coughs> Things? I did. 
Yes. Yeah. So so season two, really good. If you don't watch Stranger Things, I strongly recommend it. It's uh, set in the 80s. So um, in the first uh, season, there were some Star Wars moments. And in the second one, we got a little bit of that, too. And um, so Stranger Things 2, the, uh, the guys that uh, the creators, uh, Ross and Matt Duffler, um, they got some inspiration from Star Wars Empire Strikes Back uh, for season two. And uh, so they say, we talked about Luke going to Dagobah and meeting Yoda. Also the idea of a Dark Eleven, a character from Stranger Things. Of Eleven being pulled to the dark side was an interesting idea. So this was the episode where she meets her... Uh, I guess this is a spoiler for Stranger Things, but... <laughs> sorry. Uh, she meets her... Yep. They could call it a sister, but just kind of like her, her roomie. Um, the idea of a dark Eleven, of Eleven being pulled to the dark side, was an interesting idea. So a lot of that episode was what happens if Eleven is drawn towards this darkness... And what can she learn about herself if that's the case? And I kind of picked up on that when I was watching it because the part where she pulls the train to her was very reminiscent of Luke trying to lift the uh, X-Wing out of the water. Sure. Um, so I thought that was cool. Yeah. Little little mm-hmm. tidbit for you. Um, and then I got some Jar Jar news that i thought all was right well that's gonna do it folks uh-huh. podcast is over so jar jar binks Bye. actor defends his place in cinema history um ahmad best is the guy who played jar jar binks um and i'm just going to kind of give you the overview of this basically he's saying that in the phantom menace his portrayal of jar jar binks um was really the you know what set off the whole CGI motion capture phenomenon, you know, uh, Andy Serkis, um, gets all the credit because of Avatar or because of a uh, planet of the apes. Oh no, really? Cause of Lord of the Rings, right? Yeah, uh, when he was a Gollum. Uh, Gollum and, uh, Ahmad best is saying, well, Hey, you know, really if, if Jar Jar didn't happen, then none of that stuff would have happened. And that's a lot of credit to Lucasfilm actually. And George Lucas, um, for really kind of paving the way for that, that technology to happen. And CGI motion capture, as we know it, would not be in place if it weren't for Jar Jar Banks. You know, I read something. I don't know if this is something you guys have heard before. And I don't have the article in front of me because yeah. I forgot about it till just now. But George Lucas's ex-wife, I can't remember her name. Chad, have you heard this before? I think I might about have. about how um, a lot of people said the scripts or the screenplays were really bad, and she was a big part of rewriting those in the original trilogy. Right. And then they, of course, got divorced, and she had no part in the prequel trilogy whatsoever. Yeah. Really, I've not heard that. That I I was reading some article about like a lot of the problems. That they had, like they they said that Han, or Harrison Ford was he uh, was so upset about some of the ways that Han Solo was written at one time, and back then the Millennium Falcon was made out of wood, oh, come and on, apparently, apparently 
Luke Skywalker, or not Luke Skywalker, Mark Hamill, or somebody came to Mark Hamill and was like, you got to get Ford to stop. He's literally sawing the Millennium Falcon. Like, he took a saw to it and just started, like, wrecking it because he was mad or something, I heard, or I read. You mean the prop was made of wood. Yeah, not in the movie. Like, well, look at uh, our wooden like, ship. But the the ship. Oh, that's why right. like, it didn't make sense. How does that? They didn't. They didn't build an entire our, wooden, wooden life size in Star Wars, and that's how they referred to it. We made this out of wood from Endor. Well, I don't get. I, I didn't. But their props okay. were big. But they you were weren't using about, like little. You were talking about writing the movie, so I didn't understand how how the that connected. That's why I how thought the money like, of Falcon connected to the. No, what? no, about the how the prop was made with with how the story was written. That's why I thought you were saying it was made of wood, like because you were talking about the script. Oh, you're saying it was written in the script that the Money Falcon <laughs> was made of wood. You're talking no. about the script. This, that's used, not what I you use that as an example. So that's why I'm like so confused. Uh, well, I meant that I meant the behind the scenes set of the Money Falcon was made of wood. Different parts of it, anyways. Yeah. And that he was upset because of the way that Harrison or Han Solo's character was written. Right. Not that he was mad that the Millennium Falcon was written to be made of wood in a galaxy far, far away that flew through space. <laughs> hey, it could still fly. Yeah, it's totally. got rockets. Flight. Booster on. You don't know that. Yeah. Oh, jeez. What's happening this podcast? But I did think that was very interesting about his wife uh, doing a lot of the editing. Yeah. To the scripts or the screenplays or whatever. I had not heard that ever. So, huh? Interesting. Um, well, you know, again, so but Jar Jar, you know, give give him some credit. Lay off of him. In fact, you should be thankful for Jar Jar Binks and what he has given to cinema history. Hmm. Eh, the character still sucks. <laughs> <laughs> the character does. It is a terrible. Snoke is Jar Jar sure. Binks. <sighs> All right. Um, I think that's that. Uh, so let's move on to Star <laughs> Wars Rebels. There's been an awakening. Misa feels it. <laughs> Stupid. Whoa, what? Did you hear how he said that? That would be terrible. Um, all right, Star Wars Rebels. Uh, we've Since we missed a week, we're, we're and they're showing two episodes now a week. Um we got four to catch you up on, or to, for us to catch up on. So we're going to try to do this quick. This is the last season of Rebels, so we want to make sure we talk about it. Um, so Rebels 5 and 6 appeared. Episode 5 was The Occupation. Episode 6 was Flight of the Defender. And I took, I was telling the guys here uh, before we started recording, I took copious notes for Episodes 5 and 6. Did not do that for 7 and 8, but... I'm going to kind of skim through some of my notes here for five and six. And then, as usual, we'll just wing the other ones. Um, All right. So, episode five, The Occupation. Um, Ezra has some type of, uh, and I'm writing this as I am watching this. So, um, let's keep that in mind. So, we see Ezra. He has some type of, uh, what I would say, like his uh, forced vision or premonition about Ryder and Joe. Um, that they're in danger, basically. Uh, Lothal hasn't been discussed in, in briefings with the Rebels, so Ezra's kind of upset about that. Hera blames Thrawn, um, 
ambushing them, and that's why they've not uh, gone and freed Lothal. Sabine, I wrote this down, Sabine looks older. Like, I don't know why, but there's like a shot of her where I'm like, she looks older. Yeah, and I guess it was the hair or something, but uh, they definitely made her look older. Um, we're, uh, We're back on Yavin 4. Uh, Mothma asks to see Commander Bridger and the team, and they see a hollow message from Ryder about the Empire building a new version of the TIE Defender, which we saw in last season, um, which is like a uh, an unbeatable TIE, basically. Um, the message gets cut off. The Rebellion needs to know what the development of the Defender is due to its threat. Um, if uh, Mothma tells... Um, Ezra, that if you guys go, if you're caught, we can't help you. Um, Rex and I can't say the guy's name right. Uh, the guy uh, that used to be the Fulcrum. Galian, what's his name? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I don't. I can't remember. I guess. All right. The old Fulcrum. Uh, they join in. They take command of the ghost uh, ship while the crew goes down to Lothal. And actually, we never see them again, really, in the episode very much. Um Hazegul, I can't say that name right either. Helps him get in. That's the guy that has like the broken horn. Huh? Yeah, yeah. Okay, this is going good, right? Yep. Um, when they get to the planet, they see it's full of smog, and it looks basically like the planet's dying. Um, when asking for clearance, the Empire sees too many life forms aboard that aren't registered. Um, and then as they get down, they find out that the planet is burned. The Empire is basically burning this planet or destroying it uh, to use up the, uh, you know, the substances of the planet to, to do what they need to do. Um, greeted, uh, they're greeted by a search party upon landing. The crew lets, uh, so those pigs that like are kind of like puffer pigs, um, they let them uh, out after Zeb scares them to bounce around everywhere as a distraction. Ezra and Sabine look for old Joe and get a glimpse of the Empire's hold on the planet, the occupation. Um, So here's a part that I thought was interesting. They walk into this bar, and the music or the background ambiance music in the bar is a parody-style theme of the Empire March. And I thought that was interesting because I'm pretty sure that's the first time I've ever heard, like, Star Wars music in Star Wars as like music that people listen to in the like in the planet or whatever. Did you catch that, Chad or No, I did not. Yeah, so it is, other than it's it interesting that band. Yeah, it is interesting that they would make a point to tell you that it is an in fact a march that they have some at some point I guess played. Well so it's like uh so it was reminiscent of like uh, you know, obviously, like the fir- first order, the uh, empire is kind of like the Nazis, right? Mm-hmm. And it's reminiscent of like what you'd hear in the '40s of like propaganda music, it, but it's kind of like in parade style, and mm-hmm. it's the empire theme in like a parade style type music, and it's playing in the bar, huh. in the background, like on a jukebox or whatever, and it's really weird because like, dude, that's the freaking like empire music, like. I don't know. Yeah. Really, really. Meta. I've never seen that before, so I, that really stuck out to me. Um, Hera and Kanan hide in a corner from stormtroopers. They get all mushy. They almost kiss, um, and then Zeb beeps in on Hera's comlink. Chad was very disappointed. Ezra and Joe find <laughs> out that old Joe has been taken as a traitor. 
Copious notes. They are almost arrested by stormtroopers for not paying for their drinks when a person in the bar, it's like this ace pilot guy. Um, oh, no, no, no. The bartender's this ace pilot guy, but there's a patron in the bar who recognizes Ezra from their academy days. Um, the pilot guy who's the bartender is suspicious. Hera, Zeb, and Kanan come in on a speeder to pick them up. And uh, they go down to the sewers. And they. Um, I'm going to start to kind of get through this a little quicker we do see death troopers and stormtroopers chasing them so another rogue one callback with death troopers um they go in the storm or in the uh, sewers with them the team splits up they uh sabine starts to see her symbol and um that she draws everywhere and basically we kind of find out riders using this as a way for them to find him um they end up meeting up with uh rider and uh, they decide to plan an attack on the factory where they're making the TIE Defenders. Um, and that's it. That's episode five. Any comments? No? Moving on? Nice. Episode six, Flight of the Defender. I'll try to go a little quicker on this one. Uh, okay, so this one was actually kind of a little weird. Uh, we see the, these, the Lothal cats. Um, I wrote... Bopping around and cozy up next to the team. They sit on Zeb, Zeb's head, which made me think of the Porgs and Chewy. Um, the defenders, uh, the TIE defenders, we find out have more powerful engines. They've also upgraded their targeting computers. One screeches above them. Volt um, is the pilot of the defender, so he's he's been in previous episodes. But uh, we find out that he's piloting one of the defenders. Um, Ryder and them are taking pictures for Intel that they want to get back to the rebels. Um, Sabine wants to get the flight data recorder to get a complete analysis of the fighter. Ezra and Sabine head down to the Imperial base, make their way to the defender, the loath cats in tow. They need a distraction. And of course the loath cats as if, uh, on cue, kind of like the Ewoks, uh, they go up to the troopers and distract them. Um, one of the troopers is kind of like, hey, get out of here, shoots at the cats, and the cats attack them. The troopers go and chase them off. That frees Sabine to get into the Defender. An Imperial shuttle, shuttle arrives, and it's Thrawn. Thrawn says he wants to see, uh, well, he asks Volt of his opinion of the Defender. He wants him to show it uh, to him and give him a demonstration. Sabine is in the Defender, um, and she needs more time to get the data recorder out of there. Um Ezra tells Sabine to hurry up, and then Ezra sees a, a wolf. Wolf. W-O-L-F. A wolf. Um, but unbeknownst to him, a TIE fighter... And so that just kind of distracts him. Unbeknownst to him, a TIE fighter pilot sees him and opens fire. Ezra blocks the shots with his lightsaber, and the fight spills out on the tarmac. Volt and Thrawn see them fighting. Volt says a Jedi is here. And then uh, Thrawn recognize recognizes that it's Ezra. Um... Thrawn tells the Death Troopers to secure the Defender. Sabine has the data recorder. Ezra is fighting Stormtroopers and says, <laughs> says hi to Thrawn. Um, literally, he says, hey. Um, Thrawn says, fascinating. And then uh, Sabine takes off in the Defender, opens fire on the Troopers. Ezra jumps into the Defender. Um, Sabine shoots a bunch of ties. They come back around. So this part was kind of cool. Thrawn's like standing on the tarmac, like in the middle of the tarmac. And Sabine, after shooting the TIE Fighters, comes circles back around 
is flying right towards Thrawn, shooting and obviously missing Thrawn. And Thrawn's just standing there with his blaster, not moving and just shooting back at the at the tie defender. Like no, you know, no worries. Um, so that was kind of a cool scene. Uh, Sabine flies off. Thrawn orders Volt to scramble the remaining ties that are there um, to see uh, to still see a demonstration of what the defender can do because obviously she's in it now. Um, they uh, Sabine wants to fly the defender back to Yavin because it has a hyperdrive. Um, tie interceptors close in. Ezra's now flying the ship while uh, Sabine's trying to do something with the hyperdrive. And uh, they uh, Ezra basically takes out the um, the uh, the ties, and then Thrawn says, "Well, you know, if if Ezra can take out these ties, and he's not a skilled pilot, then the Defender is a pretty good ship." Um, oh, Sabine takes out the transponder, transponder. Um, so. Uh, so then Thrawn realizes that Sabine's aboard the ship as well. Um, they end up, the Empire has like a kill switch on the um, the TIE Defender, which makes these wing, their wings pop off so people can't steal it. And so basically they crash land. Um, the Empire sends gunships to secure the site. Um, at the same time, Hera, Kanan, and Zeb are trying to locate the crash site. Ezra and Sabine travel with the data recorder and the hyperdrive. Ezra sees a white loath cat that leads him to a cave, and that's where they stash the hyperdrive. Sabine asks him how he knew it was there, and he says he followed the loath cat, but Sabine says that she didn't see a cat and asks if he hit his head. They, uh, they hide the hyperdrive. Ezra hears a wolf howl. The Empire locates the crash site, but not Ezra and Sabine. Um, they send ground units. And then uh, Ezra sees here and hears... Ezra... Sees, hears the howl. No, I should say, sorry. Ezra hears the howl and sees the wolf, a wolf, but Sabine doesn't. Um, Ezra says, No one's seen a loath wolf in over 100 years. Um, then it comes up behind Sabine. Ezra tells Sabine to turn around. The wolf says, Sleep, and breathes on Sabine, and she falls asleep. And then uh, that loath cat comes back again on top of the wolf's head. The wolf growls at the Empire search ships. Wolf has Sabine and Ezra ride on its back. Um, and basically, uh, they kind of run through the night. Then it's daytime. The wolf lets them down. Sabine still asleep. Ezra asks the wolf why it helped. And the wolf says, Doom. D-U-M-E. Ghost crew finds Ezra and Sabine and asks how they got there so fast. No one saw the wolf, including Sabine. She wakes up, and Kanan says, all paths are coming together now. Whew. That's my copious notes. Hope mm. you enjoyed that. <clears throat> so I think the big things in that was these wolves, um, the fact that they say doom, which we find out what that means in, in the next episodes. And I didn't even put it together until I watched it, and I was like, oh, I'm so dumb. Huh. But... uh um so kind of cool any comments on those before we hit the other two the other two i don't have copious notes so those are going to go pretty quick <laughs> no all right well you guys it's hard it's hard it's hard for me having not watched those yeah to 
just hear your copious notes and have a lot to say. Uh, you know, they're, they're good episodes. There's there's a lot of well, we'll get into it here in the next couple. I mean, they're they're obviously wrapping up Rebels. I was you, yeah, I was going to ask. So, characters. is Rebels obviously is is planning on finishing before or planning on finishing after Episode Eight comes out? Correct. I would assume so. There's yeah, there's some more episodes, but they haven't um, they haven't said when the when those are going to be released. Um, Probably won't be long so. after that. I'd, I'd... Well, because obviously, yeah, obviously there's, I'm sure they have some type of big finale reveal that really ties it into something, the saga in some way, that'll be interesting, I would imagine. They'll um, definitely tie it into Rogue One, I think. Right. Well, yeah, because it would have to pick up. So basically what we're seeing is the, you know, the backstory of how kind of like the Alliance is formed. Um, right, we're getting yeah, we're getting the alliance's origins with yeah. Orga- Bell Organa and Mon Mothma and all the hierarchy of that, and then we're also getting Ezra's Ezra's story on his home planet at Lothal, which isn't in the films, right. but is a is an important set piece for the Empire and the Alliance, and this is a brand new part of that yeah. story that we've not seen with Thrawn, this Tide Defender, which obviously did not make it into the films. Right, and if it had, right, um, you know, imagine an X-winger, you know, having the tie is having a hyperspace, or hyperdrive, which the X-wings do and stuff, um, which this explains, I think, how the X-wings get their hyperdrive capabilities, is from this tie defender hyperdrive, and that's why it's important for them to get it, and that's right. why I think our X-wings can can make that hypers jump. So I'll read uh, for seven and eight. I'll read the the summaries, which is a lot shorter than my copious notes. And uh, for future reference, I'll just do that from now on. So, um, so episode seven was called Kindred. Um, so basically, Ezra, uh, Jaikel, and Zeb. I don't remember who Jaikel is. Uh, they moved to secure <laughs> the Tide Defenders hyperdrive before the Imperial Recovery Team can find it. Thrawn has already dispatched an Imperial helper for the search. His name and I. Don't know if I'm going to pronounce this correctly. Rook, R U K H, an assassin, um, and he, who's by, also, huh? Voiced by. Warwick I don't Davis. know who's voiced. voiced oh, by okay. Warwick I didn't Davis. catch that. Yeah. Was Willow. his voice is kind of. Uh, uh, it's it's like an alien changed. voice, you know. Yeah. Yeah, it's like an but alien that's, voice. So. That's another thing in the in the outline there that said I put Willow. Yeah, well, I know. I thought we were saving that for Pablo's tweets. No, well, it plays into this. It does. Um, so he's also a tracker. Zeb takes a hyperdrive to safety. Ezra and Jai, J A I. I don't even remember who that is. End up being chased by Rook. Uh, oh, it's one of the. It's the, it's uh, the okay. The other kid. Yeah. yeah, they elude him and uh, with much difficulty put a uh, with. Much difficulty, but a tracking beacon Rook attached to their speeder leads Governor Price to the Ghost Crew's hideout while Hera and Chopper evacuate to Yavin. With the stolen flight recorder, the rest of the Rebels face the incoming Imperials to cover their retreat. Just before the two groups clash, the White Lothwolf reappears and leads them into a hidden tunnel. So this time, they can all see the wolf. Um, uh, they leads them into a hidden tunnel, complex... Uh, 
Im complex imbued with the Force. Walking mysterious paths, the rebels inexplicably find themselves in a hidden sub settlement halfway across the planet, which was visited in ancient times by the Jedi, who erected the secret temple on Lothal, and discover that the Loth Wolf is a messenger of the Force, here to tell them that a more sinister goal pursued by the Empire, of a more sinister goal pursued by the Empire. So, um, and I think this was the episode where, um, oh no, I think it was the next one. Uh, so we'll just jump into that and just talk about them both. Crawling uh, commandeers after the Lothal, Lothal rebels have taken shelter in the ancient settlement. They discover a mining guild or crawler stripping Lothal's surface for raw materials passing by and decide to hijack it to establish contact with Hera and the Yavin rebel base with its communicators. However, the crawler's captain manages to shut down the vehicle and raise the alarm. And as Sabine works to reactivate it, Kanan and Zeb discover a number of slaves in the hall. Among them, Vizago, who was sold to the guild by the Empire. Working together, the rebels and their former and the former slaves uh, ally an incoming Imperial patrol investigating the distress call and prevent the captain from destroying the crawler. In the meantime, Hera, unwilling to wait any longer, inspires Rebel Command to uh, conduct an immediate assault on the factory where the TIE Defender is being produced, and after communication is established, Ezra's team agrees to coordinate the impending assault on the planet's surface. So, they left some details out. So, Episode 7 we find out that the wolves are actually helping them um, because of Kanan. And basically they say, they say doom again. And Ezra's like, you know, what does that mean? They said it before. And Kanan reveals that his name is Caleb Doom, um, which if you read the comics, uh, you find that out in the comics. And I think also in, in that book too. Um, they don't really explain why. They're, they're searching him out. Um, but so he's definitely got something's going to happen to Kanan. I would pick up well, on that. I feel like, and then in, in this episode too, Kanan and Hera do end up. They do kiss. They kiss. Hera and. Hey now. And Kanan. Yeah, and right before Hera leaves to go back to Yavin, which, okay, so when you go to Rogue One, you hear General Sindola. Announced over the intercom, you see Chopper, and we don't see or hear about anybody else on the Ghost crew. Here yeah. we have them split up. We have Hera and Chopper go back to Yavin. She kisses Kanan, and Kanan and Sabine and Ezra, and, and they all stay on Lothal. I it feels as if they're obviously we know this last season. I assume we don't have Kanan and Ezra going forward. And now we're getting this attack where the rebels are gonna do their first actual attack on the empire, like as a as a combined force, as a unified army, are going to attack Lothal to try to take down this base where they're trying to build this defender. And it feels as if, obviously, I think they're gonna be successful because we don't see the defender in the in the films and going forward. But I also do think that, and this is how they're going to either kill off Kanan and Ezra and Sabine uh, or kill off Kanan and Ezra Sabine maybe goes back home whatever um, but this is where you know Hera is separated from them 
um, and you've got you've got to end this somewhere. And we know Thrawn is there, so I think there'll be a, a battle with Thrawn and Kanan and Ezra, and this is where they'll probably kill them off, and it'll end yeah. very sadly, um, and then probably lead us into Rogue One, where they're getting some revenge on the Empire for that as well. So the way, so yeah, they kissed, and then I think she said, you know, may the force, may the force be with you to like the to the group. But the way, like, they, they frame that shot and she's, like, kind of looking back at them. Yeah, you did get the vibe. Like, that might that's that the might be the last time she sees them. Yep, um, that's what I got. But, uh, um, yeah, and then, and then you don't know. Yeah, so what happens with Ezra, we don't know. Um, but the storyline, so it's kind of shaping up that. You know, this is this is now about freeing his home planet from the Empire's control. It's kind of what and this is all sure, leading up to. Yeah, making sure that that Defender factory is destroyed. Right. So they cannot build more. So do you think? Do you think there's any chance? I think Kanan dies. Kanan dies in my mind without a doubt. Do you think there's sure. any chance Kanan survive or uh, Ezra. Ezra survives? I think I and can he see just him lives on Lothal, just, right, and stays on Lothal and just tries to help his people and, and says, "I don't want the Jedi stuff. I'm not. I'm here for my people, and I will help yeah. my people on this planet to live a normal life." And he's just—he's not a Jedi. He's just right. extremely obviously. A, he's a Force user, but he's or not. He's a, he doesn't want any part. A Bendu. Right? Huh? He could become a gray, like a Bendu or something. Or he could take the brush. Or, <laughs> or somehow he could get lost. They could just like keep the character, but take him out of play by having him be lost in like the outer rim or something. Well, so that whole—I'll be honest—that whole thing where they like walk through those tunnels and it's like it transports them to the other side of the planet. Like that was yeah. weird. Never seen that before. Yeah. So like, yeah, who knows? Maybe like those those wolf dudes, take them away. dudes, those wolves, like somehow take him it's with him like of the force. it is embodiment of the force maybe maybe the force takes him somehow takes him somewhere else yeah that's possible yeah but i could see the i mean it, they herod did say you guys will be in charge of the ground forces right. i can see them just fighting to the death to free his plant because it's his home and yeah. he's had and they've made it very clear that he is very connected still to this home and, and and almost unwilling to give up his home for anything for the greater good even so they got the names for the next three episodes. You have uh, the next one's going to be Rebel Assault, obviously. Uh, after that, episode 10 is called Allegiance. And then the next one, and I'm not sure if this is the last one or not, but it says One Giant Step Ahead. Hmm. So. Yeah, it's a good it's, yeah. it's a good series. If you've not seen it, it's worth watching for sure. Um, oh, without a doubt. Star Wars. I'm I, I kind of want to go back and watch it all over again from season one just to kind of pick up on things, but it's it's really good. Yeah, most most of the episodes are good, but overall the storyline's good. The animation's really good. Um, yeah, I enjoy it. So yeah. I do I do uh, I, I'm just gonna say this. You know, I, I kind of expected a little more out of Thrawn. Maybe we'll get that in the last couple episodes here, but uh, so far he's. I mean, I've not been like overly impressed with them yeah read the book it's been It'll give you more yeah well no i get that but uh, you know all right uh you know we were going to cover star wars from a certain point of view i think uh, this is run uh over from what we usually do so i think we're going to hold that off maybe till next what? week 
<laughs> yeah. But uh, it is good. I've enjoyed it um, for sure. Um, yeah, it's a cool viewpoint of a lot yeah. of different characters. It's really cool. So I got a, um, you know, I got a lot that I want to say about that. Um, Chad, you kind of alluded to Pablo's tweets. I think you can, you know, if you want to give us the whole thing on Pablo's tweet here from Work Davis. Well, it's not Pablo's tweet. Yeah, Pablo retweeted it. Friend of the show, Pablo Hidalgo, uh, huh. Star Star Wars Story Group member, um, retweeted that Work Davis tweeted that he was the voice of one of the characters um, debuted in Rebels. He's a mean, sneaky, slightly more agile than himself, um, Warwick Davis. But, yeah, that's the R-U-K-H is the guy's name. Um, he's very short in the movie or in the show. So, you know, they kept the height thing there. Yeah, I guess I didn't notice that. Yeah, I guess but he is. It's obviously a distorted voice a little bit. It's very grovelly and not computer sounding, but it's very low, grovelly alien voice. But it's, it's Warwick Davis. Um, and he doesn't have a ton of lines, but he does say a few things, and I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, very cool. Dave, you got anything else to add, man? Not anything about the Pablo's. Just anything tweets. in general. I mean, anything you know. It's your last he... chance. Never tell me the odds. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. I think we're gonna wrap this thing up. Next week we'll do. Uh, we'll talk about um, Star Wars from a certain point of view. Uh, we'll have some more Rebels for you, and then uh, who knows? Who knows what else we'll talk about. So um, in the meantime, have a great week. Thanks for listening. Be sure to check back next week. Peace out. <laughs> you thought I was going to say it, didn't you? <laughs> Move along. Move along. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Star Wars Ramp Podcast with your host, Brian Seddon, along with Chad Viz and Dave Mann. Follow them on Facebook at Star Wars Ramp Podcast, and we'll catch you next time.